I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewis.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the one-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbishnewiss.substack.com and on my blog, kolhasridium.blogspot.com, on April 21st, 2023. And the article is entitled, Tazria, Rambam's Explanation for Why Mila is Done on the Eighth Day. The mitzvah of Mila, circumcision, is given in Parshas Tazria, Vayikra 12.3, and on the eighth day he shall circumcise the flesh of his foreskin. Many Jews likely assume that the practice of Mila was introduced to the world through Judaism. We now know that this assumption is false. As Professor Carl S. Ehrlich writes in his article in the Korin Tanakh of the Land of Israel, Leviticus, page 75, quote, Despite differences in procedure and extent, ritual circumcision was common in many cultures throughout the world. Indeed, it is evident that the performance of this rite by the Israelites was not exceptional in the ancient Near East. Archaeological and textual evidence has been found attesting to circumcision in ancient Egypt and Syria, going back as far as the 3rd millennium BCE. The practice does not appear to have been universal in Egypt, but rather restricted to the upper or priestly castes. Although circumcision was widespread in Egypt and the Levant, Levant? Levant? I don't know. No evidence suggests that it was practiced in Mesopotamia. End quote. However, the Torah did introduce at least one major change in the Mila procedure. As Professor Ehrlich continues, quote, Most commonly, circumcision is understood cross-culturally by scholars as a puberty rite, indicating the sexual maturity and marriageability of the circumcised individual. Thus, the Tanakh's radical innovation was to detach circumcision from its age-old connection with puberty and transform it into a sign of the divine covenant and ethnic belonging. End quote. The Rambam in the Mornavuchim 3.49 offers two reasons for the mitzvah of Mila. Quote, Circumcision simply counteracts excessive lust, for there is no doubt that circumcision weakens the power of sexual excitement and can lessen the natural enjoyment. Okay, and as a side note, I wrote about that in my article on Parshas Lech Lecha, entitled, Is Circumcision Mutilation? You could check that out. Okay, back to the Rambam. There is, however, another important reason for this commandment. It gives to all members of the same religion, that is, to all believers in the oneness of God, a common bodily sign. Circumcision is likewise the covenant which Avraham made in connection with the belief in God's oneness. So, too, everyone that is circumcised enters the covenant of Avraham to believe in the oneness of God. End quote from the Rambam. The question remains, why do Mila at such a young age? Given the Rambam's explanation, we would expect him to say that the Torah wants each Jewish male to enter the covenant as soon as possible. Instead, he writes as follows, quote, This law can only be kept and perpetuated in its perfection if circumcision is performed when the child is very young, and this for three good reasons. First, if the operation were postponed till the boy had grown up, he would perhaps not submit to it. Second, the young child has not much pain because the skin is tender and the imagination weak, for adults are in dread and fear of things which they imagine as coming sometime before these actually occur. Third, when the child is very young, the parents do not think as much of him because the image of the child which leads the parents to love him has not yet taken a firm root in their minds. That image becomes stronger by the continual sight. It grows with the development of the child. The parent's love for a newborn child is not so great as it is when the child is one year old. And when one year old, it is less loved by them than when six years old. 
The feeling and love of the father for the child would have led him to neglect the law if he were allowed to wait two or three years. Whilst shortly after birth, the image is very weak in the mind of the parent, especially of the father who is responsible for the execution of this commandment. End quote. These reasons are eminent, eminently practical in character, as is his explanation for why Mila is done on the eighth day. Quote, Mila must take place on the eighth day because all living beings are, after birth, within the first seven days, very weak and exceedingly tender, as if they were still in the womb of their mother. Not until the eighth day can they be counted among those that enjoy the light of the world. The period has been fixed and has not been left to everybody's judgment. End quote. This illustrates a fundamental principle in Ramam's method of analyzing mitzvos, namely, that the structural details of the mitzvah need not be thematically related to the mitzvah's essential purpose. Circumcision itself reflects two tenets of Judaism, kedusha and monotheism. In contrast, the requirement that Mila be done on the eighth day is dictated by practical considerations having nothing to do with the philosophy of the mitzvah. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Weiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schnee Weiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.